Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 8, 2018. I'm sorry, 2019. So I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is part 45 of the overall series. It's amazing, part 45. Today, we're wrapping up the ninth week, nine weeks already on this Grace and Truth series. And uh, today I'm talking about faith. So we've been talking about grace, 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 grace. And then we get to one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is faith. Everything God does for us, he does it by grace, unearned, unmerited, undeserved. Everything we do in response to God's grace, we have to do it by faith. And so, but you would never maximize something you do not understand. A lot of people just don't have a, a good understanding of how to live by faith. And so uh, I'm providing a faith refresher. This is Grace and Truth, part 45, the fruit of God's spirit, faith. This is faith refresher continued. All right, so I started on this faith refresher yesterday. I'm going to continue it today. Here we go. John 1 and 14 uh, and John 1 and 17 are the foundational scriptures. In John 1 and 14, the Bible says, the word became flesh. The word was Jesus, and he made his dwelling among us. We were able to behold his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In verse 17, the Bible says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And we're New Covenant, New Testament believers, so we got to get an understanding of what the grace and truth is that Jesus came to provide us, and we're supposed to live by that not by the law that was given by Moses. So we studied Galatians 3, 4, and 5. We got to Galatians 5. We're right now in verses 22 and 23. Let me read this to you and then get into the word for this morning. So Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 from the Passion Bible read, but the fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit within you, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit is in you and he is producing fruit in your life. Now, what is that fruit? Well, the first one is is like a, a summation of all of them is love. It is divine love because God is love. And then this love has various expressions. Now, Paul gives us eight expressions of God's love. What are those eight? Okay, here we go. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue or goodness, faith that prevails gentleness of heart and strength of spirit, and never set your attention on the law above these qualities. These qualities are limitless. The law was about human performance. And, and when we're living by grace, we're living by God's performance in our lives and God's performance is limitless. So what does this mean to you today on this Friday morning? I'm going to close out the week by giving you a few golden nuggets related to something that I believe is key and critical to understanding faith. Here's the key I'm going to talk about today. God operates outside of time and we do not. God operates outside of time and we do not. That's what I'm going to deal with on today. I actually have four things to share with you. All right. So, but all of them are dealing with the fact that God is eternal and that we are not. All right. So I have four things to share with you. I want you to, to rid yourself of all distractions, focus in now and open up your heart to receive four things. Number one, here we go. One of the key and critical concepts that I believe that we as God's children must understand is that God operates outside of time and we do not, right? So once again, God is eternal and one day we will be eternal as well. One day we're going to get a glorified body and we will be eternal as well and we will forever be with the Lord. But for now, we're in the earth and we are finite and we are limited. And so we operate within the continuum of time. Now, God is God. He can operate in time, but he is not confined by time. He is not restricted by time. He, how could he be restricted by something he created? He is outside of time. So what the natural realm to God is eternal. 
and our natural realm is the continuum of time, right? So, so because he is eternal, when he speaks to us, he speaks to us in what I call from a position of the eternal now, for God is always now, right? So let me explain. So when God looks at you, just to be clear, when God looks at you, he sees what is, he sees what was, and he sees what has yet to come, right? For us in, in time. That's Ecclesiastes 3 and 15. So he sees our past, our present, and our future. Matter of fact, he sees so far that when he looks at you, he sees the second and third generation. He sees your children and your grandchildren. He's trying to do some stuff in you that your grandchildren are going to benefit from. That's how big God is, right? So when God speaks to us and he's outside of time and he looks at us inside of time and we're so caught up in what we're dealing with right now over the next few days and he's looking at us and he sees our grandkids. And right, so when he speaks to us, he speaks to us for him. Nothing is ever future tense because he's outside of time. So when he looks at us, he sees everything. And because he sees everything, when he speaks, it's always now. Even, so it's never future to God. It's always now to God, even though it's going to be future to us, right? So when God says it, he says it like it's already done, even because for him, it's already done. He sees it done. But for us, it may take days or weeks or months, or even years. And so all faith is, is basically the ability to believe what God revealed, and then to come back from that experience and then live by it, be influenced by it. Faith is about perceiving and then believing what God revealed, and then performing actions that align with it so that the promises of God can be manifested in the earth in your life. So when you live by faith, you're actually basically living off of a different reality. So to truly live by faith, you cannot be moved by the things that you see down here in this world. You are living by what God said. You are living by what God revealed. This is why a true believer can receive a doctor's report, a negative doctor's report, or a negative financial statement, or be in the middle of a troubling situation and then not be troubled by it. Why? Because that person is living off of a different reality. Why? Because that person has a different report. From, and so if the report from God is different than the report that I received down here in this world, and the report from God says I'm good, and the report down here says I'm not, then whose report are you going to believe? <laughs> As believers, we shall believe the report of the Lord. So we have to believe that God's report is actually more real than the report that we're receiving down here in this world. Living by faith means that I'm living off of God's reality, not what I see down here. Say amen to that. Number two, when you understand the fact that God speaks to you from the position of the eternal now, and you understand the fact that Titus 1 and 2 tells us that God is actually incapable of lying. He's not capable of lying. If something was blue and he called it red, well, he can't lie. As soon as he said it's red, it turns red, right? I mean, so, so God is incapable of, of lying. So when you understand that God is incapable of lying, and he's not a man that he should lie, Numbers 23 19, and that he's speaking to you from the position of the eternal now, then when he says something, you quickly realize that as far as God's concerned, in his realm, in eternity, it's actually already done. So that's why, okay, let me give you, I like to teach by precept and example. This is why God could speak to a man named Abram, right? Who he and his wife Sarai didn't have any children. And God could speak to a man named Abram um, in past tense, calling him a father of many nations before he had any children. So we serve a God who can speak beforehand in past tense. <laughs> we serve a God who speaks beforehand 
in past tense. He says something that hasn't happened yet, like it's already done. Because for him, it's already done. Even though for us, it may not happen for some time. So living by faith means that the words you say, the actions you perform, and the seeds you sow are all based off of what God revealed. Even when what God revealed doesn't line up with what's happening around you. So you cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said. You know why? Because the earth hasn't caught up with it yet. The earth hasn't caught up with the reality of what God has revealed to you. Number three, Jesus lived this way. Jesus lived by faith. This means that Jesus lived by every word the father revealed to him. Jesus only said those things he heard the father say. Jesus only did those things he saw the father do by revelation of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was living in sync with heaven even if it meant that he sometimes seemed like he was out of sync with the people down here in this world. And we must be living, willing to live the same way. Jesus lived based on what the Father was saying through the Holy Spirit, even when it was completely against everything that he was seeing down here in the natural. And he was not moved by what he saw down here. He was only moved by what God said up here. So when God says something, he believed it, even though it might take some time to manifest. I like to teach by precept and example, I said, so let me give you an example. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus gets up. In Mark chapter 11, he get, he's in Bethany. He's going to Jerusalem and he gets up. He always received his orders from headquarters. And so he got revelation from heaven. He got a divine assignment. This was the day his assignment from God that day from the father was to go clean out the temple and kick out the money changers. So he got up that morning, he gets dressed. He was so fired up that he left without eating breakfast. He sees a fig tree afar off. It has leaves. He walks up to the fig tree ready to eat from it. He looked, oh, wait a minute. This fig tree does not have any figs. And because we know that he only said those things he heard the father say, we know that the father led him to curse the tree. So he said what he heard the father say, and he said, no man will eat fruit from you ever again. And he saw the fig tree dried up. And the problem is that when he said it, nothing happened. See, this is living by faith. When he said it, nothing happened. See, this is living by faith. When he said it, nothing happened down here in the natural yet because the earth is on delayed time. It takes some time for it to manifest, but he wasn't moved by what he saw. He said it and that's it. He walked away like it was already dead, like it was already done. So the next morning he gets up from Bethany on his way to Jerusalem again, and him and his disciples are walking past the same tree. And this time Peter saw the tree and Peter was like, oh snap. Hey master, look, yesterday you cursed that fig tree and now it's dead. It's dried up from the roots. And you know what Jesus said? Come on, Peter. Have faith in God. He said, come on, that's what faith is. Faith is, I don't have too much time to teach you in Mark chapter 11, but he was like, that's what faith is, son. Faith is you getting a revelation from the father and you saying what the father said. And then even when it doesn't look like it down here, you cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said. And it's only a matter of time before you see in your hands what God revealed in your heart. You have to say what God said and, and, and not be moved by what you see down here. That's faith. He said, have faith faith in God. Number four, and finally, I'm going to close out the week with this. Listen, you are called to live by faith. You, this means that you have to live by what God said in his word and what God is saying to you every day through the Holy Spirit. We must believe God, even when all the sense realm evidence around us is telling us something else. Even when it's telling us the contrary, we cannot be moved by that. That's why the Bible says in Corinthians 5 and 7, that we walk by faith and not by sight. We're not living by what we see with these eyes. 
We're living by what we see through the Holy Spirit. We're, we're living by what we see in the spirit and we're not moved by what we see in the natural. This is the life of faith. And this is how we're supposed to live. And this is actually a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to teach more about this next week. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This is a message that you may need to watch again. This is going to build up your faith. I don't know what you're going through, but whatever you're going through, you cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said. And so you have to stand in faith, having done all to stand. And after that, what do you do, Brother Rick, after that? Well, you keep on standing. You keep on believing God. What God said is going to come to pass in your life. God is incapable of lying. Now repeat after me and say this. Say, Father, I am a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by sight. Like Jesus, I only say what I hear you say. I only do what you reveal to me that you want done on this planet. I am not living by the same reality as the people around me. I live by faith. This means I live by your reality. Even when the earth has not caught up with you yet. I live by every word you speak to me. Even when what I see down here is telling me something different. So I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what you say. I live in sync with heaven. Even if it means that I seem like I'm out of sync with the people down here. I live by faith. I'm led of your Holy Spirit in all things, even at the risk of looking foolish. You are in eternity. I am in time. And it's only a matter of time before I see in my hands what you revealed in my heart. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up. There's a subscribe button. If you subscribe, you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So sign up. Now listen, it's Friday. On Fridays, I like to tell you we have an app. Go to any app store and search for Rick Pina or Rick and Isabella Pina Ministries. We have a podcast. Go to the Apple iTunes podcast store. Search for Rick Pina or Rick and Isabella Pina Ministries. Download the podcast. It's free. The app is free. Go, uh, we have a, a YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. Sign up, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You get a notification every time I post a video. We have a website for this blog. It's todaysword.org and a website for our ministry. So Rick Ministries, ripministries.org is our ministry website. And I want to say this. I don't, I don't ask you for anything, uh, but if you want to partner with us, we're making a, a difference in the lives of a, a, over 160 children in the Dominican Republic. And our ministry is being a blessing to them. If you want to partner with us, go to ripministries.org, make a donation. We have Christmas coming up. We're going to get some things ready for, for the kids for Christmas. So you want to be a part of that, do so. Any donations that you make in the United States are tax deductible to you. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. It's Friday, head into this week, ready to live by faith, and you cannot be moved. Don't allow what you see to change what God said. You have to stand. It's only a matter of time. Do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you. Have an amazing weekend. God bless you.